Welcome to the Nunia Business Podcast, Episode 20, BTS Part 3, with your hosts, Becca and Megan. Well, BTS is pumping out more content than any human could possibly keep track of, so we decided it was the perfect time to check back in with the group. We review their latest album, Love Yourself Tear, talk about their appearance on the BBMAs, and try to keep track of their press circuit schedule. We also give a stern lecture to American interviewers, defend the photographers of the world, and hash out our true feelings over two hairstyles on one person's head. And to finish it up, we play Would You Rather, the BTS edition. Buckle up, that's what you're in for today on Nunia Business. How about I cough right when we start the podcast? <laughs> it's like clapping the slate. <laughs> Back of coughs. Uh, new New Business, episode 20. <laughs> <laughs> that almost came out half burp, half cough. That was so beautifully choreographed. <laughs> we didn't even practice. All right. Let's jump in. I'm ready. I have a reassess from... Is it me? Did I screw up again? No. Oh, no. I always think it's me. No, 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 no. First off, people really seem to enjoy our review of Boys Over Flowers. Mm -hmm. Thank you, everybody. I I also want to say, again, we like that show. (laughs) Like, we really, really love Boys Over Flowers. I've gotten so many great emails about... I love that you called him Korean Fabio. I love... (laughs) That was genius. I, I love that you guys called him Potter... I love, and then the one woman said, I want to write a fanfic about him saxing me. <laughs> I mean, you know what? I feel like we also have to thank Pottery Guy for the sax because that opened up a whole conversation for you and me about uh, V from BTS and his saxophone past. Which, let's post that video. Oh my God. There's a YouTuber amazing. that like did a sax cover of Singularity. Oh, you guys. It's. Hysterically funny. The saxophone is so silly. What a silly instrument. I was trying to think of instruments that are less sexy mm-hmm. than the saxophone, mm-hmm. and I can't do it. The bassoon? I, I Like, the tuba? I, I honestly, I feel like the brass family are rough. <laughs> <laughs> but woodwinds, I would say sexy woodwind and I don't think it's the saxophone's fault I feel like it's the 80s fault Kenny G Kenny G what came did you with, do with the soprano sax and then we have all these dudes with curly long hair and sunglasses playing the saxophone and you're like well I can't get over that image the brass section is rough Although I feel like every boy I had a crush on in high school played the trumpet. Every so. every boy I've ever dated has played the trumpet. It's like the fun cute, fact. Cute, that's amazing. Fun fact. That's the common denominator. None of them played past high school. What about Wow, Becca? Yeah, we need to dive into that a little bit. <laughs> Maybe. Put a pin in that. <laughs> I don't think there's anything all the guys I've dated had in common other than they were guys. They were probably bad decisions. <laughs> That's not true. They're all upstanding young men. I wish them the best. All right. I Sorry. Have one reassessing reassess. something. Yes, yeah. I have one reassess. It's not from Boys Over Flowers. It's from our podcast on why no one got BTS tickets. Ooh. So I have a couple things, a couple updates since that show. A lot has happened. A lot has happened. First off, randomly, again, guys, Megan and I have no end game with this podcast. We do not. We like getting together. <laughs> We enjoy seeing each other once a week. Mm-hmm. We like talking about this stuff. Mm-hmm. That's it. 
And I feel like the podcast is a really successful excuse for people to be like, that's socially acceptable for you to sit in a room for two hours and only talk about K-pop. <laughs> Whereas if we just were like, we're going to just sit down here on this couch and talk for two hours about K-pop, my mom, my mom would be like, get a second job. Yeah. My husband would be like, oh, what are you and Megan really doing down Yeah, seriously. <laughs> you guys need hobby. But then we put microphones on and we post it on the internet and people are like, you guys are real go-getters. I know. I, I can't tell you how many times people have been like, wow, like, I'm so really impressed. You initiative mm-hmm. and I'm like I just no I don't I just want this to seem acceptable I, I really don't Becca takes a ton of initiative and then I'm like <laughs> just tell me where to be and I'll make that initiative as valid as I can so I've been saving this reassess mm-hmm. I haven't told you anything about it yet no I am I don't know what's happening so on YouTube we made a short little video on why nobody got BTS tickets and there were visuals mm-hmm. and we did a lot of numbers again she says we Becca did it yep all. well I randomly logged into YouTube couple days ago. I have not checked it since. Okay. Again, we don't expect anything. Because we don't here. really do yeah. Yeah. We, don't do we much expect anything. nothing. So um it had been watched a lot, like over a thousand times. Which is incredible. It got a bunch of thumbs up, which I think is good on YouTube. Oh. I don't know. I'm not that hip. It's <laughs> gotta be better than a thumbs down. And it had a lot of comments. Did it really? In the comments, there was only one comment that was like maybe a little negative. We try to keep it positive on this we podcast. Do. And the person, all they said was, isn't this a little extreme? So I was like, I feel like I need to explain a few things. So Mm -hmm. since then, I've gotten two callbacks from people that I called when I was interviewing people about why nobody got tickets. Really? One of them was from Ticketmaster. Really? One of them was another ticket broker. Okay. So the Ticketmaster um, rep Mm -hmm. told me that with season ticket holders at most arenas, not everybody gets a ticket. Okay. So they may save 25% of the tickets, but just because you have a season ticket doesn't mean you're guaranteed a ticket to that show. I guess it's, he explained it like a lottery or like you put in a request okay. for something that you know is coming, but it doesn't necessarily mean you're going to get it. Okay. So I wanted, I wanted to say, I know that now. Okay. We had asked those questions, but nobody would get back to us. Right. So that is one thing. So we're clarifying. Um, the ticket broker, <laughs> actually, which is funny because it's his business, said I drastically underestimated how many tickets are bought by robots. <laughs> really? Drastically underestimated. And so I didn't know if I believed him because I think I said 25% of the total or half of the tickets that are up for... It was a huge amount. Yeah, that are up for public sale, which is were not that many. No, it was already like what, um, a couple thousand. Yeah, are, are bought by robots. And he said, no, he's like, realistically, it's like 75% of those tickets. You are kidding me. No. And he said, if it's a hot act, it's, it might be like 80%. How? He called you back? Oh, yeah. He called me back. He had no shame. And then he was like sharing how much money he makes by these events and how it's such a great business builder. And he was very vocal about it being legal and how they're not breaking any current laws I mean, because there are no he's laws. He's right. It is legal. Well, and I, I did bring up something with him about it being ethical. And I was like, don't you ever feel bad though that you're profiting off of people's love of music and, and acts? And he was like, no. He's like, it's it's just supply and demand. It's simple business. He's like, if you went to business school, you know that. Then he got kind of sassy. But mm. anyway, if no you hard, went to business school, no you hard feelings, to, mm. John. That was his name. Well, that's unpleasant. But he was very nice and I appreciated the callback. So um, for fun, guys, because again, at the end of the podcast, I was like, well, we're not going. Nobody's getting tickets to the show. I did some research. There are still plenty of tickets available. There are so many tickets. So here's how you can get them. 
I went on, I already told Megan this, I went on SeatGeek over the weekend just to see how many tickets are available for the show. So in Chicago, for example, um, in section 113, which is right by the stage, right up front, they, any, like any, prime ticket, real estate. any ticket in that section would be a great ticket. Yeah. So there are approximately 380 seats in section 113. 162 of those tickets are for sale right now. This is insane. 162. So that is so many tickets. And that's just in one section. What are they going to do when nobody can afford to buy That's the thing. The prices tickets. right now range from $600 up to $3,000 per ticket. So will they? I wonder if they'll come down. Because if it's supply and demand... I don't know. Who knows? Gosh, this is a It's just the reality experience. of the situation. So to our avid listeners, thank you for listening to that podcast. Yeah. I think I was just extremely naive going into the process. I did not know that that's how bad the ticketing industry is. Mm-mm. It makes me very sad. And I've done more research. And I honestly think I might start campaigning in some ways with some groups that are against all of these scalpers and brokers, and well, just I just think it's so many people lose in this situation. That's because the, thing. the fans lose because they either can't afford to buy tickets, or they have to shell out tons of money for tickets. Then the acts lose because somebody is making. I mean, okay, again, we're talking—they're millionaires, so they're yeah. fine. Mm-hmm. But somebody else's principal the thing, off of them. and they're making like quadruple or more of the profit mm-hmm. of what And then when they perform, worth. some of the sections are half empty because people, they don't care if they sell all the tickets. They and just need to sell most of the tickets. That's the thing that's so disappointing too is with a group like BTS and a fandom like ARMY, that place could be packed full, no problem. Yeah. It just won't be because of this weird technicality that's completely legal. So I'm excited um, to see how full the venue is. I'm I'm very curious to see if they start to dump down the prices. Closer I did to read it. on a couple of message boards last time last year when they came in like April, I think it was um, the day of the show. You almost every single ticket left was at face value. Still though, you're gonna pay face value then. Like yeah. it's just like well, and you're waiting and until you the day of the show. So you if you really want to go, yeah, it's good luck. It's like I guess again, it's still a chance, and the kind I will hold on any chance I can get. Mm-hmm. But it sucks. It's unfortunate. Also, I don't think it's extreme. Look, we all have our priorities. Were Becca and I going to die because we didn't get BTS tickets? No, we're fine. We Mm -hmm. knew we would recover. But I think it's perfectly reasonable to be upset about something. And then the way, especially you are, you need to explain why things happen. And yeah, I think that's. I just like reasoning. I like to do again, research as to initiative. why. You take initiative. Mm-hmm. So instead of just accepting it, there's nothing extreme about us being like, okay, let's talk this out and figure out what happened. Right. And I think for me, it was more of a comforting thing. I wanted yeah. to comfort other fans who didn't get tickets and be like, you did nothing wrong. No. Like if your mom or dad, or if you have a significant other or friends who are trying to help you get tickets and none of you got tickets, mm-hmm. you did nothing wrong. Yeah. I'm holding your face. I'm looking in your eyes. I'm having a, a very goodwill hunting moment you, right now. It's not your fault. It's not your fault. It's not your fault. You did nothing wrong. It's yeah. just the system. Also, they, somebody probably would see what what you put together and be like, this is extreme because of all the time and care that you put into making that <laughs> thing. But Becca can do that stuff in like 10 minutes. The rest of us, it would take three and a half days to draw an outline of BTS dancing. But Becca's like, oh, I'm just going to throw this together on a chalkboard. So, no. Well, thank you. So yes. more importantly, I don't want people to think we did that podcast because we were complaining that we didn't get tickets. That's not the case. I just we wanted to know why. I wanted to know why. And again, I felt really bad for all the fans who are even more invested than myself. 
and didn't get tickets. It breaks my heart it to sucks. see all the tweets and all and the Facebook messages. I was complaining. So I was sad. <laughs> and I wanted everyone to share my sadness because that's the kind of person that I... You're either a bad guy or a Megan. <laughs> and I have no shame. Is that like the subtitle of our podcast? You're a Becca or a Megan. Nudie of business. You're either a Becca or a Megan. It's a perfect combination. <laughs> it like works really well together, but they're very different, which we'll find today. Yep. Just in our choice of some songs alone, but well, I'm getting ahead of ourselves. Let's dig in. So today's oh. topic, we're doing BTS part two. Three. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, tres? Et tres. That's Swedish. <laughs> Dry. Uh, I looked up the Norwegian one and I forgot it. It's got to it. be like Swedish. Okay, so did we mention that I'm Norwegian, so it's okay that I'm making fun of Norwegian yeah, stuff, right? Yeah, it's fine. BTS part three. Yeah, we're going to stick to English. We're going to stick to English on this one. So we thought we'd play a game. We've gotten so many requests. Not requests for specific versions of this game, but a lot of viewer viewers. I always call you viewers. I'm sorry. I worked in TV forever. You can see. A lot of listeners. Yeah. Uh, I can see your voice. That's a K-drama, right? Contacting us and saying, I love it when you play if blank was was blank. Like, they like the game. Which, so do we. But nobody's ever specific with, could you do this group and this thing? Please give us some suggestions, because we sat here for, like, 15 minutes really being like, what could we do? What are we doing today? And then we had to, like, double team it. Like, (laughs) somebody threw out a thing, and then we're like, or, like, it literally was a very big process. It evolved into something beautiful, I think. Well, my answers are bizarre, so (laughs) we'll see. So today we're doing... If BTS had other jobs than being musicians. Which, this seems appropriate because they're clearly at the top of their game in their right. careers right now. So, like, let's imagine them in a different world where they're on the same level as us. Let's imagine them being like, okay, this has been great. Mm-hmm. We're going to take a small break and try a new career for a summer. Yeah. They're going to have a summer internship. Oh, God. <laughs> That, that wording alone changes everything for me. <laughs> okay, it's not an internship. It's if they were to have a different career. I would hire an intern. I, uh, <laughs> if they were looking. I say, if any of you boys need an internship, mm, new, new to your business, business hiring. We don't pay. <laughs> but you'll learn a lot about You'll, you'll laugh a lot, and yes. I, cook, I cook well. Yeah, Becca I'll can cook. I'll feed you. It'll be great. I'll pick you up at the airport, I guess. Yeah, <laughs> Megan's good at that stuff. I mean, not really, but I could make it work. <laughs> so if BS, BTS had other jobs, we're going to okay. jump right in Oldest with... Oldest to youngest. Jin. All right, you. what do you have? I had <laughs> Jin would be a smoking hot teacher. Oh, <laughs> that, I almost put that. He would be that super attractive teacher... At like an elementary school. Yeah. Where you're like, you didn't realize it when you were in elementary school, but then you like go back to visit your teachers. You're right. Like, oh, whoa. Like what? Who? How did you get so attractive? When did you? Yeah. How did I not I know I was thinking this? more as a parent. It's like when you go to a conference and they're trying to tell you what your child needs to work on and you're like, you know what you need to work you're on. Like, Stop distracting me. <laughs> I feel like he would be the best elementary school. I seriously had that exact same thought <laughs> because um, he, he seems like he is always talking to children the way that he yes. Asks. And even when he gets mad, it's such a gentle anger that it feels very educatory. I like that. It's a really good answer. Okay. What you got? I said news anchor. Oh! Because I feel like the man has to be on television because that face... 
Man. It's a good face. And he can read, which is like kind of the only requirement. So we probably said it before, but Megan and I have both worked mm-hmm. in the news industry. Mm-hmm. Maybe this is wishful thinking. And he does remind me, I can think of several of my old coworkers. He has that Who thing. were anchors. And it's like, how did you, you're here because you're attractive, aren't you? And he just like, <laughs> he just like knows what to, he has like this blind confidence that I feel like you have to have, that sounds like an insult, but it's not, where you're just so confident to get through any kind of surprising thing because crazy stuff happens all the time when you're alive. Mm-hmm. And he just seems like he could handle it. Oh my gosh, can I tell a quick story? Yeah. When I was a news reporter, I was doing, I was covering a pretty emotional, heartbreaking story. And it was actually the day I realized I didn't want to do that anymore. Yeah, I can Because imagine. I didn't want to spend my rest of my life in those situations. But anyway, it was late at night. I think it was at the 10 o'clock news. I was like right, right in the first block, right off the top, big story. And at night, it's like when you're in bed and you're looking at your phone and the light from your phone is so bright and it's dark all around you, you can't see anything else. And so it's the same when you're on a live shot. The lights were shining in my face. I couldn't see anything else. I couldn't even see the photographer like three feet in front of me because it was so bright. And I'm standing there reporting, and all of a sudden I hear the producer say, you're on. And as I hear that, I hear a neighbor come out and start to yell at my photog because they didn't want us in their neighborhood. And so I'm trying to do the live shot (laughs) while I'm like hearing a physical, because it got physical. I was hearing a physical confrontation with a photog that I respected and somebody I can't see. And I'm like, I don't know if they're armed. I don't know what's happening. I'm just sitting here trying to like get through my script. That's it was awful. My worst nightmare. This but is, you're right. I feel like Jin is a type would be like, they'll work it out. He, he would just keep going. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And I could never do that job. I could never be on camera. I could never be a reporter. It was uh, interesting to say. I the definitely least. respect anchors and reporters because yeah. I would never. I don't envy and photographers. For sure. I, I live in the, the safety of, heroes. A, of a building. Yes. Yeah. Which, put a pin in this. I want to talk about photographers when we address some things about the BBMAs. Okay. Because I feel like I need to defend photographers. Oh. A little bit. Interesting. Because I kind of have an attack on them. Not well, terrible. Here's okay, the we'll thing. put a pin in it. Yeah, yeah. We'll just remember. Just okay. remember. Okay. So, Jin. Great Jin. answers. Yes. Good, good answers. Yungi, you go first on this one. <laughs> have you seen The Devil Wears Prada? Yes. <laughs> Meryl Streep in that movie. (laughs) (laughs) All I could think of is like the artistic director of a magazine where he is just like the best at his job, but also the most terrified. Why am I scared of him? You are terrified of him. It's in a good way. I think I respect him, Mm -hmm. but I feel like he has that intimidating like, he has to be the boss of something. He's just, right. like, too smart and talented to not be in charge. Mm-hmm. So he has to have, like, a really high-profile, artistic boss position. I We had kind of joked about it before. I said, I said, the mean bartender or waiter. Which is also perfect. He would be the one that you, you're like, oh, man, we got the grumpiest waiter like, or the grumpiest not, bartender in this joint. How does he not joint? get fired? Yeah. yeah, like, and he seems to be, like, a senior here. Like, how does he have seniority in this place? But then... Like, you order something that's messy, and before it even arrives, he drops off, like, ten napkins and then just walks away without saying anything. Yeah, again. And he clearly and is paying attention and caring yes. about you, but he just seems off He, like, makes your drink better than anybody's ever made your drink before <laughs> in their lives. Gila, you know, I think recently I might have read a fanfic about Yinky <laughs> being a bartender. <laughs> and it was really good. 
was very believable. Well, we'll be sharing that story after we I'll hit the, the, the off for button. Yeah. All right, J Hope. <laughs> I feel most confident about this. Okay. One. I think J Hope would be a nurse. He would be a good nurse. I think he would be a nurse because nurses are the ones who you have to trust. So like, not that I don't think he could go to medical school and become a doctor and get all the extra schooling, whatever. I'm sure he could, but I, no offense to doctors. I just feel like nurses are better. They are the backbone. They do the yeah, most work. They do the most work. They know the I patient's feel like best. He's super hardworking. He has the best disposition. He's the kind of, I mean, you know, from all the personal contact I've had with him. <laughs> He just makes you feel so at ease. I feel like he has that like calming, really sunshine, beautiful presence that like the perfect nurse has. Right. Nurses are the best. They're great. So I would say he'd be a nurse. I had he'd be a tour guide. <laughs> he would be excellent at that. <laughs> and I was a thinking, tour guide of what? <laughs> specifically like a college tour guide where he's like, okay, and this is where we go swimming in the morning and this is where you're going to go <laughs> learn things at the library. And he'd just be so happy. Did we, did, was that what you said when we did BTS as college students? I did not, but I should because have. Because that is really good. Because I can even see J-Hope being like, and this is where I had my first kiss. And, and like, you like, can hear the collective crowd being like, oh, like they're so invested in his story he yeah he he could captivate anybody mm-hmm. in That's, any situation yes so i had tour guide all right rm <laughs> i like i was trying to just think of the smartest job i could think of so i wrote structural engineer <laughs> that that might be a fanfic i once read <laughs> <I'm just kidding. laughs> we're writing it now i feel like you have to have some concept of design, so you have to be creative, but you also have to be smart so that, like, a bridge doesn't buckle and fall over. Right. So I feel like he'd be a good structural engineer. Also, wow, I can picture him, like... You put that all together with, like, the design and the education. Wow, I'm, I'm here for it, I feel like I can see him with a pen behind his ear and, like, blueprints and just, like, walking around a site talking while people are like, what is he talking about? Like, following him, <laughs> trying to keep up. He's just asking He's everybody like, oh, no, no, no. for a pen. Yeah, 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 seriously. Exactly. His mind is just going way faster than everybody else's and they're like god he's really good at this but good lord i don't know what he's talking about i had he would be a librarian but the noisiest one in the planet <laughs> like he would be bopping to his like headphones mm-hmm. and like enjoying himself and really taking in answering questions and yes. being very helpful but then he would unplug something or trip on a cord and like set something on fire like a whole shelf would fall yes over. like he's Always means the best. And here we are. And loves being there, but just kind of clumsy. Here we are staring down at another fanfic waiting to be written. <laughs> I'm into it. All right, Jimin. This is what the most you? inappropriate one. <laughs> As we found already, all of them can be inappropriate if you think about it the right way. I had veterinarian. <laughs> something very different. <laughs> Do you have like exotic dancers or something? Okay, go ahead and say why. Uh, I mean, I don't know because he's like the cutest thing I've ever seen in my life, and so I see him with like other cute things like puppies and kittens. I love that idea. And he makes every animal better. No animal has ever died on his watch. He's like the most successful vet in the world. Again, idealizing Jimin. He's perfect. He's the perfect little person. I love him so much. So I had a stripper. <laughs> Now, wait, I have reasoning. <laughs> I mean, I don't think you need to explain it, really. <laughs> I, I get it. I think it's a good choice. I don't want to seem like I'm 
sexualizing Jimin, although I kind of am. Well, Maybe it's wishful thinking, but I'm just saying that he's a great dancer, but he's also very hard on himself. <laughs> so I kind of feel like he'd be that dancer who's clearly amazing and could do anything, mm-hmm. but he's like, I'm not worthy. I guess I'll just make money being a stripper. You know what I mean? Like, he'd make so much more money as a stripper, though. <laughs> he's smart. So he also likes the attention. I had, Let's be honest. I think he does like the attention. Yeah. I actually read somewhere in Tumblr somebody had. I think you sent it to me. Um, he, oh yeah, I know exactly what you said. BTS reactions like at the beach or what they oh, would no. do at the beach. Yeah, it was the Jungkook digging a hole. Oh one. god, that was hilarious. But Jimin's was he would put on the banana speedo as a joke, <laughs> but then like the attention, just, just never take it, it on off forever. <laughs> I was like, yeah. I thought you were gonna Jimin. say I sent Becca something I found on Tumblr that somebody on Tumblr wrote that says. Uh, Jimin doesn't need food. He lives off champagne and praise. <laughs> <laughs> I love Tumblr so much. Tumblr writers are serious. We should do a whole podcast devoted to Tumblr, yes, the amazing tweet- creative people. That's part of, I was realizing this week, part of what I love so much about being a fan of BTS is the fandom is just so funny. I feel like BTS fans are are so funny. They're the best. They're so funny. I gotta find who this tweet was from. I feel like I have to credit this person. <laughs> um, I'll move on then to yes. V. I had V would just be oh. an artist. Yeah. And I really mean that good. in a way of like he would be a he would have a very specific style of art, like like sidewalk chalk art or something very random. Yeah. But he wouldn't care. Like, he'd be the starving artist. He literally would do it because he loves to do it. And people would just watch him because it was so pure and beautiful. Yes. And people would be like, you should sell that. And he'd be like, no. It I do this to everybody. Yes. Yeah. Oh, my God. I love that. <laughs> like, I... Oh, that's so perfect. But I fear that the mullet would be straight up mullet then. <laughs> but he could still rock it. I'm not knocking oh, it. Oh, totally good. Yeah. Um, so this was a, a tweet or a tumble post or something from someone named Jung Crocs. Jung Crocs. So I'm just, just to credit them, they yeah. said the thing about champagne and praise. It's perfect. It was very funny. Very well said. Um, I had V would be a kindergarten teacher. That's why I didn't do the teacher for Jin. But I mean, if anybody's ever seen V, and we were trying to stay away from things they've said they would be in the past. Cause like. He's obviously said he'd maybe be a farmer, which Jin said he might be a farmer too, which is fascinating. Hmm. But I know um, a lot of farmers. I can't see anybody in BTS being a farmer. I could totally farming see Farming in Korea must farmer. be very different than farming Something in America. Something about V makes me think he could do it. Really? Yeah. I don't see that at all. I feel like he could. But I think he would be a perfect kindergarten teacher. Again, working with just little kids and making them feel like so amazed with the beauty of the world and all the things they're learning. Yeah. V and your mom have a lot in common. And v your mom and my mom teaches should hang little out. kids. Yeah. yeah. I can see that. I've, I think I've said before, V would be the my mom's favorite kind of student, which is the mm-hmm. one who's like not doing the best on paper, but is just so unique and wonderful. And, 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 and truly and, authentic. Yes, and like very interested in what they're interested in and really doesn't care about multiplication. Mm-hmm. Like that's, my mom loves kids like that, so. Yeah. All right, Jungkook, I feel like you need to go first on this one. <sighs> this was the hardest one for me. Okay. And it might be because he's so young that it's hard to imagine him with a job. Mm-hmm. Um, but I decided I want him to be in a place that would make him happy. Mm-hmm. So I figured something active where he could be active all the time, uh, something where he could use his strength, 
also something that's not that's like constantly changing. It's not the same all the time. So I said a UPS driver, like a delivery driver. <laughs> he also likes to drive, so I feel like I can, this I can like checks a lot of boxes for see him. That, but also, that is another fanfic. Way. Yeah, like, I don't want to delivery. say to you that I didn't take into consideration how he would look in the uniform because I'm picturing it. Viv- it's a vivid image for me right now. And I think he would do very well. <laughs> I genuinely didn't mean for this to, to go there, but it's there. It's there. So we did not mean for this whole game to go in that direction. We're in a, we're in a weird mood. What can we say? It's just one of those yeah. nights. All right. I had that he would be a trophy husband. Sign me up. Yeah. Not even. They don't even have kids. His just, wife just makes enough one. money that she's like, why don't you just stay home and play video games and work out? And he's like. Cool. Can you imagine his face? <laughs> like, wait, really? <laughs> oh my god, I want to make that happen for him. I think it, I think it's. I just see my that new dream is making enough money to take care of Jungkook. So, all right, that's our game. Are we ready to jump in now? Because so much has happened. I feel like I'm slightly overwhelmed by where we're about to go. Just because, yeah, there's so much to talk about. I so we. I said before we started that. I do not like the phrase FOMO, fear of missing mm-hmm. out. I have the opposite of FOMO with BTS, where I have like the fear of more coming. And I feel like I it's, have like FOMC. Yeah, it, because it's like the, it like exempt, exempt, ex, oh. <laughs> Megan is hanging her head in shame. It amplifies. I was going to say exonerates. That's wrong. It (laughs) amplifies the fear of missing out because the more that's coming, the more I'm trying to keep up. So the more I'm missing out inevitably. So it's like spiraled over to this like, stop putting stuff out there. I don't want them to stop because as soon as they stop and be like, where's my meal? Yeah. So, (laughs) so in need of content. But it just like, God, feast or famine, guys. Like I can't. It's so much. Also, also, I realized run BTS I guess I hadn't paid attention last time to how long their hiatus was, but it's like May to October is is like when they don't make them. That was all I had going for me on Tuesdays. <laughs> I am sad now. Even though it's Taco Tuesday? I don't know nobody brings me tacos. I'll bring you tacos. Oh, I will start bringing you tacos until Every run Tuesday. BTS comes back. You got a few months, so get we ready. We got this. We got oh, this. My life just got <laughs> infinitely better. But anyway, yeah, too much. So too much. much. It's all great, and I love it, and I don't actually want it to stop, and but it's a lot. So another shout out to the amazing people who make YouTube vids, Tumblr writers, and everybody on Twitter, because seriously, I have kids and responsibilities. I don't have time to keep up with BTS. No. I wish I did. There's so But much. they're pumping out stuff so fast. I can't, I can't process it all. So I know if I can't get to the internet for a day or day and a half, yeah. I know I can just go to Tumblr, Twitter, YouTube, wherever, and everybody there is going to take care of Thank me. God. They're going to have like, it all the there. The highlights, at the very least, the highlights are, are in my feed. Yep. And it is so appreciated. So, come some me Yeah, seriously, you are the real heroes Thank here. Thank you so much. So, we would have just go over the album real quick. Yeah, if you guys hadn't heard, BTS released a new album. I think they're doing okay. I don't know if they got on Billboard, I, but did they? <laughs> I screenshotted all of their recent achievements because it was another thing that I could not keep up with. 
Number one album in the U.S., top 10 Hot 100 hit, number one digital song sales, top 10 streaming songs, first K-pop song to debut in the top 10. And... According to Twitter. Yeah, number one on the Billboard Music Awards, and they just had their performance there. Which is crazy. Which we're going to get into. So let's dig into the album a little bit, Megan. Yes. We both wrote our list, current list, Mm -hmm. or top five songs from the album. Which, as Becca pointed out, this has changed drastically since this was released on the 18th. Yeah, I don't remember. It was like a week ago. Yeah, like the 18th, the 18th maybe. Where do you want to start? Um, I think, okay, let's just do this. Overall first impressions of the album. So, oh, I think Not we, now, when you when first okay. heard it, what'd so, you think? So, we mentioned that we would talk about this a little bit. So, you're either a Megan or a Becca. Mm-hmm. I set an alarm for 2 a.m. when the V Live comeback teaser thingy was going to come on. So, I woke up at 2 a.m., watched that. It was mostly subtitled, which was helpful, but I would have sat and watched it even if it wasn't, because... That's where I am in my life. Then I went, tried to sleep for an hour, set my alarm for 4 a.m. when the actual video and album came out and like did all of this in real time because I needed to do it like the minute it was available, which is psychotic. And I will never be able to do again in my life because I'm in a very unique position of like having zero responsibilities. (laughs) So I definitely felt overwhelmed by the video because it has so many callbacks mm-hmm. to other videos. So my brain was like, oh, this it has meaning. What does all of this mean? And then my the rest of my brain was like, no, it's four in the morning. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Stop. Mm-hmm. So I liked it. I really liked it. I loved the fashion. I thought the choreography was incredible. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, in general, I liked it. And the album, I liked even more. So... I listened to the album. I did none of that. Because you're a smart person. I slept in. Because guess what? It didn't go anywhere. It was still there in the morning. <laughs> sleeping in. I mean, I went to bed at like 1230 when my kids let me go to bed because they kept waking up. And then I got up at six because that is my life. That is my daily routine. So that was sleeping in for me. And then I think I finally got around to listening to the album about 10 in the morning. Okay. Which I thought was good for a mom. That's great, yeah. You <laughs> so, listened to it before most people probably. And um, I liked it. I am a person though where I have to process it. Mm-hmm. So like the I just listened to it straight through. I didn't even look at the song titles because I didn't want to know. I just wanted to like feel... Because even a song, like reading the title of a song can put certain impressions in my head and I just wanted to like feel the music. But I liked it. I wouldn't say I loved it. I liked it. And then you and Irene were like, oh my gosh, we love it so much. And I was thinking, I feel bad. I don't like instantly love it. I like it. I don't instantly love it. But over the weekend, I've listened to it a few more times and it has grown on me so, so much, which is just typical Becca fashion. I feel like I was, and it's so hard to know if I had just prepared myself to love it because I love them so much. Mm -hmm. I feel like that was my biggest thing was I don't know if this is as fantastic as I think it is or if it's just like never going to fail in my eyes because I love them Mm -hmm. but I feel like after I've been talking about it with people it really is as good as I thought yeah it's great and I think again I was kind of thrown off by I thought it the first time I listened to it I thought this is very inconsistent because every song has a different feel yes but the more I listen to it 
the more I love that about this album. Did you have a problem where you were comparing it to Love Yourself Her? Because I feel like I've started doing that because I love Love Yourself Her. I don't really have that problem. I so I, I feel like I feel like that's my You're thing. either a Megan or a Becca. You're either a Megan or a Becca. So you can't help it. I, I feel like that's been my biggest challenge where it's like I'm not wait I'm not sizing it up against any other bands or songs. It's mm-hmm. just th- them. Here, the, here's how you do it. I picture each album because they put so much work and emotion and I I they've got to be. They've got to be stressed about releasing new music because they've got to be freaked out about especially now oh, that they're so popular. Yeah. They've got to be the worried about what the popular opinion is going to be. And so I kind of look at each album as like a child, mm-hmm. like they're giving birth to a new child, and I would never Don't compare one child to another child. I, I totally would. And so <laughs> that's kind of as a mom, you know, that's how I feel. Actually, my first thing, I remember laying in bed at 4 a.m. and maybe I thought this because it was 4 a.m. I listened to the whole thing and I had this thought, did you ever watch Pokemon when you were in grade school? So no. it started, It was like on TV before I went to school in grade school. Mm-hmm. I always watched it. I had a fundamental issue with it because isn't it basically like dog fighting? Like, what? why would you do that? But anyway, it doesn't matter. <laughs> All I can remember from Pokemon is that like, they evolve. So you have like Charmander mm-hmm. and then it evolves to Charizard and then eventually it evolves to Charmeleon. I feel like this album was like BTS became Charizard. <laughs> oh, I like that. Does that make sense? Yeah. Like it's the same group, but it felt very new to me. Like they mm-hmm. had reached a new level of something. And I, right. don't, I don't think it has to do with like a new level of fame. I think it's just a new level of them being like, we're kind of doing whatever we want. Which I also think, because as they get more popular, there has to be some freedom in that of, we have so many people supporting us, even if we make something that a few people don't like, we're not going to lose everybody. Which, isn't it amazing? There's got to be some freedom in that. There's something, like, shocking to me about the fact that, like, bands that I love from America, or even Britain, or wherever, I feel like we go five, six years without an album, and still we're disappointed. Like, they'll come out with this album, and it's like, really mediocre and it took them five years mm-hmm. whereas bts it's like six months and they're already giving us gold again mm-hmm. and i don't know i mean i know it's probably like a ton of money great producers they're all very talented but i just it blows my mind how with each comeback it's like they just keep topping what they did before yeah they keep upping the bar yeah yeah they're charizarding i love <laughs> charizarding <laughs> i don't even know if that's the correct order but i'm pretty sure charizard is i'm sure we'll hear if yeah it's so not we, the correct i don't order. <laughs> i'm not up on my pokemon i liked meowth he was my favorite because he was a cat <laughs> anyway well, i love it so let's go over real quick what are your top five songs okay if people who are listening to this have not listened to the album what are your top five? Give us a quick one rundown and what you like about them. Me? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> let's do our number ones. Let's compare them one by one. Are yours in order or just random? I did mine in order. I did mine in order too. So what's your number one on so the album? So my number one has remained my number one since the minute I listened to it. I was laying in bed and 134340 started with the flute and I was like, I was blown away. Mm-hmm. I I love this song. I think it's incredible. I listen to it on repeat constantly. And I think that was the moment where I was like, oh, they've evolved. <laughs> <laughs> because it's so unique. It's mm-hmm. so different. It's kind of how I felt about DNA, actually, where I was just like, this feels like nobody else is doing this. Right. So, and I just love it. I love the Yoongi part in that song. Uh, the Yoongi part is, 
incredible. It is amazing. Becca's <laughs> <laughs> like blushing. She just got so red. Amazing. Yeah, the Yungi part's great. The instrumentals are great. Mm-hmm. The vocalists sound incredible on that song. I, there's nothing I don't like about it. Yeah. I love it. J-Hope's part. It's, it's great. Yeah, it's great. My number one, I, I feel like such a hypocrite here because I told you in a previous podcast, I don't, I'm not the biggest fan of DNA. Mm-hmm. And I'm not mm-hmm. because I think it was overplayed so much. When I first heard Fake Love, I thought, oh, this is going to be my DNA because it's on everything. Mm-hmm. It's all they're doing. It's nonstop. I'm almost sick of seeing Jungkook's abs. Like, it's like <laughs> I've had enough. I'll happily watch them for you. But when I step back and I just listen to the album, it is my favorite. It's a good I one. feel like such a hypocrite for saying it. You're not, hey, you can't help it. The heart wants what it wants, Becca. Well, today I was watching for this podcast, Research Purposes. God, do we love that? That's amazing. <laughs> I was watching their Ellen appearance. And my one-year-old was sitting there, like, playing with remotes, and they st- they sang fake love. Mm-hmm. And she stopped and looked at the TV, and she, w- she did not move. Like, she was really? in a trance over fake love. And then my five-year-old was like, freaky love! <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, a lot of people were Googling freaky love after the BBMAs. <laughs> oh, which no. is so funny to me, because it does not sound like freaky love to me at all. My five-year-old thinks it's freaky love, and now that's all I hear. But I hear it in her cute voice. This is like but that guys, Yanni Laurel thing. Just it? advice? I don't think you should Google freaky love oh, gifs, God. so don't send those to anybody. Becca just Googled something really funny. Do you remember? I can't remember what it I was. Every, she was like, don't Google this. Is anybody? Okay, again, you're either a Megan or a Becca. Megan is terrified to Google anything. Oh, I'm so scared. If I want to Google something, I'm like, Becca, will you Google this? <laughs> I, I'm not terrified. I will Google anything. I, see, part of it is I don't understand how computers or the internet works. So I think that like <laughs> just by like, like thinking about something, I'm going to get a virus. <laughs> <laughs> I have I have crashed or ruined so many computers and it's not porn guys it's not because of porn like I don't know how I do it but I touch stuff and it just breaks like all the engineers at work will literally will page them that we need some they're like what Megan break now I was gonna say if that's the case I probably have every STD possible <laughs> with the fan fix that I've tried to find Oh, I was so scared of Tumblr at first. I was, uh, there's like probably so many searches on my Google results of like, can Tumblr give you virus? (laughs) (laughs) Like my computer knows that what I'm reading is PG-13. We have not (laughs) said this in a long time. We are not monsters. We are, (laughs) Megan just spit out her water. (laughs) Honestly. We're not we're monsters. Not. We're very healthy. We're healthy women mm-hmm. in our 30s. Mm-hmm. There is nothing wrong with this. Mm-hmm. If you need a pep talk, you just send us an email. I'll give it to you. Look, we're we're owning it. <laughs> we're just owning it at this point. So anyway, I will Google anything, but I would not suggest that you Google freaky love GIF. I will probably do it tonight I just want to do see it what now. pops yeah, up. Yeah, yeah. And I'll send you what I find. I want to know. Well, don't okay. to me. I don't want a virus. <laughs> Okay. So freaky love, fake love is okay. uh is, that was your number one. It's my number one. I don't want it to be. I'm afraid I'm gonna end up hating it, but I love it right the now. The heart wants what, what the it heart wants. wants. Owning it. I feel like um 
Are we gonna go through like each song on the album too and say a couple words, or is this kind of it? It's totally up to you. I don't know because I feel like I left something out about one, three, four, three. Well, let's four, hear six. it. So the other thing I wanted to say, mm-hmm. my other favorite all-time ever BTS song is "Embarrassed" mm-hmm. or "Blanket Kick." I'm actually not sure what the actual title is, and part of it is because I love Burt Bacharach. <laughs> And I swear that song makes me think of a Burt Backrack song. And 134340 also kind of makes me think of a Burt Backrack song. Obviously a much cooler, hip, young Burt Backrack right, song. Right, right. But I think that's what it is about it that got me. Was I like the Burt Backrack aspect. Mine, so that was on my list and then it got kicked off. By the end of the weekend, it's not on my list anymore. That's so funny. I, it, it has not moved. Like the rest of my list keeps sh- shifting around. That's the only one that where it's like, this is my number one. I've listened to it so many times. Hmm. It's a great roll down your windows right tune. What's Drive number around. two? I gotta know. I did Magic Shop. Ooh, on my and list. Like, see, honestly, I feel like, like you said, the the next four could just, you could alternate them constantly. Mm-hmm. I think they're, they're pretty steadily my favorites, but um, again, it's just a cool, lovely song. And it has it's... that like powerful crescendo to it yes and also i'm a sucker for all their songs for the fans like that two three song which makes me want to die because it's so sweet um and c feels kind of like that and then they gave us what was it pied piper on the other one where it's like all right we get it screw you you understand that we're all obsessed with you i don't care if you know (laughs) i would have told you if you asked anyway (laughs) uh number two for me I had the truth untold. Now, this was, mm. upon my first listen, my favorite song. And for a couple of reasons. The vocals. Yeah. The vocal stunning. line. Good grief. You know, I told you we have a new note. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's that I still want you Jungkook part. So yes. it's not a note. It's like a run of notes. Yes. Oh, God. It, like, sends chills down my spine. Every single sentence in that song. Mm-hmm. Lights my loins. I love it. <laughs> I love it. No, but seriously, also I saw after I listened to it the first time, I was I was trying to guess, okay, which song do I think Aoki helped with mm-hmm. or was featured on? I would never in a million years would have guessed that it was Truth on I was shocked. I, I did the same it. thing where I didn't want to know. I didn't want to know which one he did, and I didn't want to know which one Jungkook produced because I knew I was going to be like, "Oh, Jungkook produced it. It's my favorite yes. one." Um, so Magic Shop is the one he produced, and it's my second favorite one. So I am biased, but, <laughs> but I liked it before I knew it was him. Right. So good. All right, number three. I have fake love for number three. All right. And part of what I love about it is the fact that it sounds like it's from an 80s horror movie. I do want to say that. Oh, I could see that. I love it. I could see that a lot. Mm-hmm. Oh, I just love that song. Okay. It's really good. I'm going to have to get off this. All right. Number three for me. I'm going to say it wrong. Anpanman. Anpanman. Okay. We, let's talk about this. Let's talk about it. I love it. I love it. Unpopular opinion. Mm-hmm. Not, for, not my fave. Mm-hmm. I keep thinking like... I'll, it'll grow on me. And sometimes we've talked about this before where you add like the dance or the video. You see the video. And it makes yeah. me like the it. the choreography. Yeah. <sighs> it really? still hasn't won me over. That that said, I think everything they do is perfection. Mm-hmm. So I love it and it's the greatest song I've ever heard. However, I just, it, it's just, yeah, it's like the skip for me. I think if, I, I don't know, maybe I just need more time to listen to it. I do have a tendency to, to, 
like my obsessive personality, listen to the same songs over and over. Mm-hmm. And so I haven't given it as much of a chance as I've given right. to the other ones. But yeah, it's not my favorite yet. Tell me why you love it. Um, everything about it. Okay, so again, first time I heard it, was not a fan. Mm-mm. I thought this is the one song I'm not really going to care See, for. Also, Jeff loves that one. We actually had a discussion this weekend because we were all together mm-hmm. very, very briefly this mm-hmm. weekend. And as Jeff was pulling out of the driveway at his parents' house, he had it on and he's like, love this song. And it was, so again, he had it on. It must've just come on his phone midway through the song. I'm not a big fan of the intro. Like Maybe the, that's like the what first, it is. The first little part of the song, I'm not the biggest fan of, but the second half of the song, I dig oh my gosh maybe i need more time and the more i hear it now it's like okay now now the intro is slowly growing on me but i am confident enough in my answer it's number three for me it's grown on me that much over the weekend i feel like the the dance for me like the the choreography is great and not to like call out the stylist but i think i told you it looks like a nickelodeon kids show it does to me and there's nothing wrong with that other than like it takes away a little bit of the like Mm mm-hmm I don't know. Nickelodeon was great when we were kids. It was. I feel like I can't watch it now, though. <laughs> so, all right. I, I'm gonna let's revisit this in a few weeks and see. We'll see if how I'm it is. Still there. All right. All right. So I'm just gonna call the last two here because we said we do top five. What are your honorable mentions? What didn't make your top three? Okay. So my number five has like, God, I basically have like a t- four way tie for four and five. Okay. What what so what do you what do you say? So I had Magic Shop was not in your top three. It wasn't in my top three, but it made my list of top five. It could easily bounce up there. Mm-hmm. Such a great song. It's and then really I good. also had Airplane Part Two. Okay. That Brazilian vibe, oh the Latin vibe, whatever you want to yes. call it, is one of my favorite this songs. This was another moment of Charizarding for me. <laughs> Where I was like, this is just, this is like a new level. I don't, I don't even know what to do with this. Right. I love it. And okay, and that's one where I saw the choreography and I was like, this is the greatest song I've ever heard. Yeah. Because it is so cool. Also, in the NBC comeback show, Jungkook is wearing this like like color blocked floral robe. I've never wanted an item of clothing more in my life. Really? It is the most beautiful item of clothing I have ever seen. Wow, that's a guys from Megan. Yeah, that's a lot. And it's not even because it's on Jungkook, like well placed. <laughs> but it is so beautiful. Could you, I need you to Google it for me? Sometime. I'll Google it. Thank you. You won't even Google that. Oh, Megan. No, I just don't know how to Google that. <laughs> Jungkook's robe. <laughs> I better not Google that. Um, so airplane part two was like in my like. F- it, so so basically, I had truth untold is four. And then for five, I had Airplane Part 2 or Love Maze or Singularity. I couldn't decide. I like all those. I don't think there's anything wrong with any of them. Did you have a five? Airplane Part 2. Oh, yeah. Oh, that, did you have a four? Magic Shop. Oh, yep. I got you now. Okay, so, I'm with you. Yeah. And we would love to hear, if you're listening, maybe we'll do a poll on Twitter. It's a really good idea. I would love to know what other people are feeling. Mm-hmm. Because I obviously, I've watched a lot of the reaction videos and um, tried to keep on top of what songs are trending on Spotify and iTunes, but I would love to know what our great listeners think. Yeah. What are you guys feeling? What songs are your favorites? I also want to know if anybody else in Love Maze... Okay, so my ringtone mm-hmm. for my texts, I swear to you, the sound of my ringtone is buried in that music track somewhere because every time I listen to it, I swear I think I'm getting a text message. Let me see if I can play it for you, and then you can all be stuck hearing this in your head too. <laughs> 
because it it's like it like drives me crazy. Okay, that's not it. Don't, I don't I don't know why that's playing. That's something else. Okay, it's this. So you think that's in Love Maze? That is somewhere in the track of Love Maze. And without fail, every time it comes on, I hear that sound and I check my phone to see if I got a text. Really? I swear to you. You know, it's, what, it's like uh, we have a built-in DVD player in our mm. car because we're so 2000. And <laughs> <laughs> my kids watch Paw Patrol and they're, oh, there's always sirens. Oh, God, that's so horrifying. So I constantly am thinking there's a policeman you or know, an ambulance behind me. That's uh, in 21st Century Girl. They have sirens. And every time it comes on, I'm like, oh, I got to pull over. <laughs> nope, what's Just wrong kidding. with BTS this? BTS is messing what's with us. What's wrong with this? Okay. All right. So we need to dig into the BBMAs. Yeah. And my, oh, my God, we are already at an hour. I know. Well, we're getting close. My husband... Didn't yell at me, because we're not yellers. Mm-mm. He kind of scolded me the first time that we did our BTS podcast. It was our second podcast ever. He did? And he's like, listen, you just said that it, it was right right when they came to America. And they did Ellen and James Corden, and I forget, they did a couple other shows. Kidding. And I was c- kind of complaining about the way that the interviews were handled. Mm-hmm. And then in our podcast, we never brought it up. We kind of brought it up, but we were like... Yeah, we we'll say that around it a little bit. people didn't do a very good job, and he's like, "You gotta call it out." That's what people. That's what people are thinking. And so there's nothing wrong with calling it out. You're not. You're not saying something that's not factual. We're just such positive people. We try we to be just positive. Don't want to like. So I I did reach out a few things that irked me about okay. the BBMAs. I'm excited. Can I dig into them? Yeah. All right. Number one, everybody treated them like a frequent, freaking novelty <laughs> item. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody did. Yeah. Everybody treated them like they were novelty. And it drived me. It, it drove me insane. I can't even talk. Can't I'm even like, say. I'm getting so flustered. Yeah. Every celebrity there. And I get it. Some people they knew. They were excited to be there. Um, it just drove me insane. It, it was it was literally like watching Twitter thinking, well, who's the next huge celebrity who's going to use them to get some retweets? I It drove me crazy. And it, I shouldn't think that way because any publicity, I guess, is good publicity. Yeah. But I don't want to see them being treated like a well, fidget spinner, like the next cool it thing that yes. people are like just disregarding and yes. not acknowledging how great they really are. And I think it's partially the term boy band bothers me because, okay, arguably speaking, they are what we think of as a boy band, mm-hmm. but they're not... I mean, we think of, like, this manufactured... Can we finally call them a man band? I call them whatever <laughs> Jeff says boy band. I say man band. <laughs> but somebody called them an all-male an all male group. And mm-hmm. I was like, that that works for me. Because I think it's just, like, that connotation like, of boy band. Dave Matthews and Mumford and Sons they're all and male Grateful groups. Dead. Yeah. They're all male groups. Why do we have to and label them like that? That's the thing, is I feel like BTS, their body of work holds up mm-hmm. and proves that they're extremely good musicians. Mm-hmm. Um, and their work ethic has been highly documented. So it's not like they're just a couple of guys. Like, did some of them get cast off the street? Yeah, but it's not like, you know, they pulled them off the street and said, here's some funny costumes, go dance and be right. heartthrobs. That's not what they are. So I think the connotation of being like, these guys are a boy band is bothersome to me. Right. Because they, fans know that they are a lot more complex and they've done a lot more to earn their stripes. Right. And so to see them climb to like the top in Korea and then come here and be like, oh, they're bigger I'm, than the Backstreet Boys. I'm getting a picture of them. Okay, so 
one of them that drove me crazy, and I don't want people to get mad because she's fine, but Taylor Swift, for some reason... Well, there was like a whole thing. Really drove me crazy. Oh, I didn't know there was a whole thing. But just when I saw her picture, I thought, you're already like a megastar. Yeah. And you're kind of treating them like, isn't it cute that I took time to take a picture with this boy band from Korea? Like, I felt like that was the message. And maybe that's not it. I don't clearly don't know her. But it's, I just feel like that was the attitude of so many people. Like, isn't it cute that I'm posing with these guys that are so popular? And it's like... No. Yeah. Like, it's cute that they're kind of putting up with it. Respect them. <laughs> respect them as musicians because they're actually very talented yeah. people. Yeah. Who work so hard. Again, I'm not completely dogging her, mm-hmm. but it just, that was the feel of her and many other people who had a picture taken with them. And again, like I said, I get it. I who guess anybody one? who's willing to take a picture with them and, and put it out there, that's great. But I just feel like it's like, it's just a thing now. It's like the cool thing to do. One of them had, like one of the celebrities, I think it was John Legend, they said had their album with him. Oh, that's them, so cool. Had them sign it. Which is super cool because V is obsessed with John Legend. Mm-hmm. So I feel like that was lovely. So some of, I mean, I don't know. I I feel so weirdly conflicted about when they do really huge promotions in the U.S. Mm -hmm. Because part of me loves it because I'm begging for the content. But then part of me just does feel really possessive. Like, you don't know them. Yeah. You don't know what you're talking about. Well, and then, but then I felt bad because the rational side of me thinks, well, like Taylor Swift has never had that happen to her. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm sure she's... People use her all the time. People, yeah, absolutely. So... That's so the game. I'm conflicted. That's the game. Like, if yeah. I'm going to criticize her for doing it, then I have to criticize every person that's done it to her. Absolutely. And so I get it, especially as a woman. That's a good point. We're on a whole new level. So I'm trying to be rational about it, but you're right. There's just this protective part of me that's like, don't make fun of them. You don't even know what like, they've Like, I feel been like you're kind of making fun of them, yeah. and you don't have enough information. Yeah. But that's all of our life stories, so I don't know where I'm ending up here, but... No, I think, you, <laughs> I think that's a really good point. Mm-hmm. And because I had a lot of the same feelings where it's just like... Ugh. You're like, I'd see a picture and be like, ugh. Yeah. But, but yeah. I mean, that's showbiz, baby. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you and I put up with that all the that's time, Megan. How many times a day is somebody like, please, Megan, let's get a picture? <laughs> um, there was something, oh, to kind of go along with that mm-hmm. and the whole boy band thing, I feel like there was also this sense of kind of belittling their presence or like uh, making it, uh, like, what'd you call it? Use the right word. A novelty. Novelty. Mm -hmm. Because I think the perception is that all of their fans are teenage girls, which a lot of their fans are young women. First of all, I think we're underestimating the power of young women. They're like the biggest consumers in the world. Amen, Megan. So sorry if you think that it's not a legit group because young women like them. Please stop thinking. Please stop looking at groups of young women, college and high school girls, and thinking, oh, it's cute. They're all banding together. You should be running. Yes. You should be you should running. be scared. You should because be terrified. Because these are the most powerful people in the world. Yes. And we're coming for you. Yes. <laughs> and and I think also it's it it belittles the power of young women and also like the legitimacy of young women to spot something that is good. Is it partially because it's seven handsome guys? Yeah, that doesn't hurt them. Mm-hmm. But I think that we can argue at this point that it's a lot more than that. Right. Also, I it, it kind of goes along with that and it probably is exactly what you said, but it's to me, when people say like, oh, and I think Jimmy Kimmel did it last time. I'm just going to say it. Fine. Jimmy Kimmel did it last time mm-hmm. when he did a pre-interview with a girl in the audience about K-pop groups and whatever. And he did. He he was point blank, very condescending almost about, it feels, it, oh, like Korean yeah. groups and K- they're all K-pop boy bands and whatever. And 
he kind of belittled the woman he was interviewing being like, oh, it's so cute that that it's so cute that you get so invested in that. And it's like, why is her passion yeah. any different than your passion of being a TV host? We, we like, it's at, not cute. It's, 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 she knows what she likes. That's great. Jeff and I were on vacation this weekend. We went to Boston, which is my favorite city in the world. And we went to a Red Sox game. And I had this thought in the middle of the Red Sox game that um, after I think the eighth inning, they sing Sweet Caroline. Mm-hmm. So it's a bunch of, old drunk men, drunk men yep. singing this choreographed like bum 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 and I'm like how is this different than fan chants mm-hmm. how is this any different than liking k-pop it's yep. not it's just okay mm-hmm. <laughs> like I feel like this brings us back to where we come from at the beat why we do this which is for people to look at us and be like oh what a cute thing that you like it's so cute that you like this no we like this because it's good right Stop Stop thinking you know what this is. It makes me happy. I yes. feel like it makes the world seem like a much smaller place. Yes. It makes me feel like that's a great thing to t- instill in my well, children. And BTS specifically has so many positive things that they put into the world. I feel mm-hmm. like they are, a f- in general, a force of much good. Yes. And how can we not love that? Right. Uh, that, back to the BBMAs, I've never loved the sexiest thing that happened that whole time. Forget the abs, forget the red carpet fashion. RM's acceptance speech for that top social award, I was speechless. Mm -hmm. Because it's like, this this is why I like this group. Right, exactly. When they take what they do so seriously, and then for people to just be so flippant about what it is, Mm -hmm. it was very frustrating. Okay, so then the the only other note I had, I have no critique on their performance. Thought it was great. Um... I do, and you can bring it up in a minute. Hang on, we'll get there. Okay, Mm. so let's get into being introduced. Mm. Kelly Clarkson with the headphones, Megan. This is, again, to that teenage girl thing. Could not stand it, where she got up and she's like, oh, BTS is in the house. And then all the fans start screaming, and there was a lot of fans there. Mm. And she pulls out that giant pair of pink fluffy headphones, which was obviously pre-prepared, and she put them on her head, and he's like, she's like, y'all are crazy. Like, okay. That was a good Kelly Clarkson Thank impression. You. <laughs> I, I don't know if you guys have heard my German accents, but I'm pretty good at, pretty good at Give depressing. Give us some Australian. <laughs> Later, mate. <laughs> but um, anyway, it just made me think, okay, so when you were, she was on American Idol, right? Mm-hmm. Like, did she think it would be okay for, like, Simon to get up before her performance and be like, Y'all are crazy when oh, Kelly Clarkson gets Kelly up to perform. Like, I just, I don't understand it. I think we should look at the youth of America. And it wasn't even youth. Like, many grown adults were there to see yes. BTS. And, don't and you to think... look at a crowd of people who are gathered for something that's not exactly. politically charged right exactly. now in America, we should be embracing that. And the and fact that they're from Korea, which is very high political stakes right yes. now, that's a beautiful thing. How can people be so uneducated about the cult. I just, it drives me crazy. And why wouldn't you as a musician or or the greater idea of like the music industry, why wouldn't you look at something and be like, okay, the fans of this group are a force of nature mm-hmm. to a point that, and it's like not new. It's not like overnight success they had these kinds right. of fans. They've had this following since they debuted and had to like fight for airtime and all that jazz. Mm-hmm. Wouldn't you think as a professional in the music industry, you'd be like, there's got to be something more to this right. than just like cute guys, teenage girls screaming for cute guys. Right. Which, frankly, there's nothing wrong with that because 
being a teenage girl is super hard. Mm -hmm. So good for you if you find that. But to have BTS as a teenager, amazing. Right. Amazing. And so it's just to me, it's like nobody's looking past that at this point. And I don't know what it would take for them to do it. I think they see seven young men and they're like, boy, bam, done. Right. Categorized. Finished. Right. They don't they don't need the rest of it. It just drove me crazy. So I thought they did a great job. I thought the performance was great. It was just the, the per- celebrity the charades before and after and then the Kelly the Kelly Clarkson thing. Well, and it, like what a mood. Like and, and that's the other thing I was thinking is I don't know if it was written because you you're a director, a producer, you get these things. Like a lot of times they'll kind of give you a mood to mm-hmm. introduce a, to introduce a segment mm-hmm. or whatever mm-hmm. you're doing. So like I don't know if she was told what to say or given a little bit of background, but how, again, how would she feel if this was her first performance on American Idol and the person to introduce her was like, oh, here she is. You guys are here. So I guess we're giving her to you. Like, that was kind of the attitude. And it's like, this is a big debut for them. Well, how dare you? (laughs) And it felt like that was was the general mood about BTS was like, okay, BTS is here, but let's focus on the fans. Right. And it is a fan award, so I get that. Mm-hmm. But this was the problem with the performance also. Jeff asked me what I thought of the performance, and I honestly was like, I don't know. I felt like I didn't see any of it. Right. Which was when I was going to get to oh. photographers. Yeah. And I know you wanted to defend them, which is, which is great. I don't want to defend the production. I want to defend the photographers. Okay. Because the photographers have no choice right. as to what is being shown. There's a director in their ears saying, take camera two, take camera three. So there is a whole production team. I just feel like... Let's set this up. Because again, Megan and I are news people. Mm -hmm. Megan actively produces things. And so it's... Okay, so there would be... Let's say there's 12 cameramen. Mm -hmm. That might be low. I'm assuming that's probably accurate for something as big as the BBMAs. So there's 12 cameramen. If you guys watched... A lot of times there's a person behind the cameraman because they'll be like backing up and they're making sure they're not running into anything. It's extremely choreographed. It's a choreographed thing. Oftentimes, photographers are not paid much money. And you're right. As soon as the performance was done, I saw all these memes and tweets and stuff like, these photographers have a lot to learn from the Korean entertainment industry. I agree. But I, again, now that you're saying it, you're right. It's not it's the photographers. Not the it's the producers it's the producer. and the directors. So the photographers know at all times who they're supposed to be focusing on and when. Mm-hmm. And the director and producers are the one in the booth switching which camera is on TV. They're saying, take this camera, take this camera. The cameramen have nothing to do with it. Right. So you're right. I'm sorry. I was on that board and you absolutely right. I have to do right. this because Jeff is a photographer. Yes. Jeff <laughs> and, and my husband yeah, were both yes. photographers. So I feel like... They have the hardest, crappiest jobs anyway. And did I mention? I know I mentioned it. They do not often get they paid much make a money. Lot of money. Quit picking on them. Yeah, it's <laughs> not them defending the photographers. But I will say the production it was misled. I it just yeah. felt like for me, it, people made some really good points on Twitter about the fact that like, and my mom and I were talking about this. K-pop in general is so much more than songs because right. it is a whole production. Right. It's like the song and the choreography and the costume. Like it there's all lighting, matters. There's effects. It matters. Yeah. Yes. They want to see the crowd at certain parts. Yes. yes. And I get that. And I like seeing the crowd. And I do think ARMY is a huge part of the storyline, especially in America, because this global popularity is unheard of. So you do want to see that, that element of it. But for the first time we were getting to see it, we all had so much we wanted we had like such high expectations and then I felt like I didn't see any of it right and that was so frustrating again huge shout out to the fan cams because the next day I could see it the fan cams are great I could finally see this this performance I'd been waiting for 
but I think it goes back to this like we're still not sure what to do with this global I don't know they they call it a phenomenon but I don't think that's the right word for it either because a phenomenon kind of makes it seem like it's it's here today gone tomorrow Mm -hmm. and I don't think that's going to be the case I really don't I think this is just the start which so let's jump into our next segment which is the Ellen segment I haven't even watched the whole thing okay well I did today and I just want to piggyback off what you just said because it flows perfectly Mm -hmm. she did refer to them almost as an overnight sensation almost she said something in the interview about I didn't write it down word for word and I should have I'm sorry that I'm not prepared that way something about over the last year they've taken over America or she said something like that Mm -hmm. and again I just kept thinking it hasn't been it's they've no they've been slowly making their mark and because of YouTube the world is so much smaller thank you YouTube yeah but um yeah it just again it drives me crazy and I feel bad because I genuinely do love Ellen. Yeah, she's great. I don't watch her show regularly anymore, but like the first two seasons that she was out, you could not get me to stop DVRing mm-hmm. that show. I loved it so much. But again, I just feel like I was completely disappointed in the entire thing. Yeah. I was just completely disappointed. I just feel like I feel like here's the problem for us army. Here's what it is. Mm-hmm. We feel like we know them. Mm-hmm. So there's nothing that any of these hosts can ask them at this point or that they're going to ask them at this point that is going to be enough for us. Does that make sense? Maybe. I feel like at this point, and that's not a criticism of what you just said. No, 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 no. No, I but didn't take it that way. I feel like where I am is... Megan, I want- we're still friends. <laughs> no. <laughs> Who are you? I don't even know you anymore. Um, I feel like we're, at this point, we're wanting more from them as interviews, we're winning more from... B- and I heard some somebody who said they interviewed BTS last time they were in the U.S. doing a press tour. They pointed out that they have predetermined questions that interviewers can ask because, for one thing, it's a language issue, and at least with these questions, the group can like understand what, what's being asked of them. And I get that. I get that it's complicated. Mm-hmm. But it just feels like, okay, we're done with the, do you have girlfriends? I'm so sick of, do you have girlfriends? We're done uh, when with... Are you, when are you putting out an English what's, album? What's your favorite this or that? Like, uh, the, here are things... Here, I came up with a list of questions that I... Okay, this is interesting. I asked my six-year-old, who's going to be seven soon. I got to buy a present. <laughs> I asked him... <laughs> What would you ask BTS mm-hmm. if they came to America? Oh, that's interesting. Right? Yeah. Well, also, he's a very smart kid. He is very smart. So his, he was telling me the story of the 1908 Chicago White Sox. Oh, the Black Sox? The Black Sox. <laughs> he, told, he knew everything. He knew all their names. He knew everything. Which my husband, who's a diehard White Sox fan, doesn't yeah. even remember all it of that. It was fascinating. He's a very smart kid. So uh, one of the questions that he one of them so he had a lot of questions but the one that I thought that that's exactly what I want from BTS is he asked what is the number one thing that has inspired your music and what is the biggest obstacle on your journey so far that's both yes. questions that I would love to get from each member of the group yeah how does my seven-year-old think of, think of better questions than like a producer for the because Ellen show to me it seems like we're going back to this like okay well their fans are teenage girls and this is what teenage girls want to know right like, do you have girlfriends but here's the other thing that drives me crazy like yes at these shows and appearances there are a lot of younger women but also as you mentioned earlier these are the people that don't have a lot of responsibilities and I'm not downplaying that that's an amazing time in your life and yeah you should soak up that if you can 
if BTS came to Davenport tomorrow night, I would not be able to go. No. I, I wouldn't. I have kids. I have, you know, personal responsibilities. Like, I have other things that I have to do. So it's like, I just feel like they're not seeing that this fandom is so much bigger no. than a group of, of young women. And again, I'm not downplaying the young women. I think it's amazing. It's just, they are. They're, they're different cultures, um, ages for sure. Countries. Just, it's huge. And it just drives me crazy that it's just, yeah, treated like this cute little thing. I don't yeah. know. I, I guess maybe part of the reason we're lucky is because we do get so much from the members in, like, personally too i feel like so rm did this v live yesterday or two days god i don't even know what day it is mm. i think it was it was yesterday. yesterday and fans subbed it so i got to watch it last night and he was giving me what i wanted from like the interviews i mm-hmm. wanted to know about the production process i right. wanted to hear what he, they thought about the album i wanted to know like everything about each song he literally went through song by song on the album and talked about it and it was like this is what i was wanting from their interviews in the U.S. I wanted to hear about the music. I wanted to hear about the production. Mm-hmm. Like, the fact that J.K. produced a song, I think is so interesting. I want to know more about was how much was he involved? What did he do? Right. And so we're lucky because we do get that. And we get it in this, like, weird one-on-one wonderful way. But but it just made me realize, again, like, how little I felt I got I get out of their American press tour because it's just so, like... Ugh, it's draining. Yeah. It's draining. And you know, to be fair, I don't watch anyone else on American talk shows, so I couldn't even tell you See, if I that's do. how everybody is. I So when I work out, I watch the majority of like the late night shows, and oh, I you? only watch them for the interviews. I like to see how people are. I'm still, again, that used to be my profession. Mm-hmm. It fascinates me. I mm-hmm. like to see why do you ask what question? How does this person react? I feel like you can get a good gauge of the industry. And is this just a press tour? Are they actually friends? Like, I find it fascinating. And it just falls flat every time. And the fact that she ended the interview with, that, like, scaring them with the person jumping out of the box, it was the most awkward ending to an interview ever. That was how it ended? That's how it ended. God, I didn't watch. And I, just so like, I watched clips. Done. I watched some clips. Like, she played it back for them so they could all see their own reactions, but then mm-hmm. they just kind of, like, half laughed and then it was done. Mm. It just really fell flat. Yeah, I don't know. I I feel like it's never, it's never what I want, <laughs> so mm-hmm. I just don't watch. It's just with all their interviews. I just, like, I'll look at the highlights that people post on Tumblr and Twitter and Instagram but I just don't sit and watch the full interviews because I'm just like, I know I'm not going to get anything out of this. Yeah. I did watch the BuzzFeed puppy one. Oh, I like puppy. Okay. The puppy <laughs> one. <laughs> like what a gimmick. It's so silly, but the, oh, V. But again, I think it's because it's something where you can see their personality. It felt very it's like the James. Yeah. Corden interview from last year mm-hmm. where he didn't sit down and interview them in an awkward way he like the- Ellen does. He did a game and it's right. like you could see their personalities and the way they interact and like that is more fun to me. That's more BTS. Yeah. Then because I don't feel like they're the type of group to just sit and do press which is what well, everybody in America seems to want them so to do. Funny? I feel like when I first started getting into them like back in 2015 when Dope came out and I was starting to research them. I would watch their interviews in Korea and I'd be like, God, this is chaos. Like, <laughs> these guys are terrible at interviews. But then I started to realize as I got to, you know, personally know right. <laughs> each member <laughs> that like, no, that's their charm is that they're 
just themselves, they never really turn on that interview thing that people do that's like very fake but also very composed Mm -hmm. they're just goofy dodo birds like the whole time i love it so yeah i guess it it is kind of weird then to go and see them just sit quietly and again there's a language barrier there are all kinds of things that play i'm sure it's not easy for an interviewer who doesn't speak korean to jump in and feel confident interviewing these superstars and to again to defend her I've been in situations where I've had to interview somebody about something that I have very limited knowledge on. Mm -hmm. So if you're not, I guess if you're interviewing with somebody and you're not familiar with who they are and what they are, but I just feel like it's poorly researched. Look at the research I put into why we couldn't get BTS tickets. And I feel like all of it is out there for you. Yes. Like it's not hard to get acquainted with BTS. Just grab a, have a producer who's not famous just reach out to any fan and yes. be like, so give us some feedback real quick. We just want to get a comfortable feel. And I, again, I think it just goes back to being slightly protective of them because I feel like they weren't comfortable. Yeah. Like I want somebody to make them feel as comfortable as if Madonna was on your show. Yeah. If you were going to have Madonna or Taylor Swift on your show, you would go out of your way to make sure the dressing room's the way they wanted it, that they would be comfortable in the interview. And I don't feel like BTS was comfortable, but again, they're not ones to complain, I'm no, sure. and it does. You're right. It feels like I just want to make sure they're happy all the time. Yeah. Treat them with the respect they deserve, and I don't feel like they, they got it. But again, I hate to complain. At least they were here, and I got to see them. I know. That's the, that, isn't it's that the conundrum hard. where you're just like, I don't know when to be happy and when to be upset. Because, yeah. <laughs> because so much of what they do makes me so happy, and they're such a source of happiness in my life, that when I'm dwelling on these things that like disappointed me or frustrated me or even made me angry I'm like stop it doesn't matter because they're back on their feet Mm -hmm. you know owning everything giving me all the content I didn't ask for or deserve it's just like Man, it's such a thing, man. It's hard. Being a fan of BTS is so stressful. <laughs> well, I have something that's not stressful. Is there anything is else you want to say? I'm sure there's lots, but we should just cut me off now. Cause... All right, because I have a game for you. You lied to me. You said you didn't have any games. I have, well, I have this game. Are you ready? <laughs> yes. So tonight we're going to play Would You Rather BTS Edition. <laughs> Wait a minute. <laughs> it's clean. <laughs> I promise. It's like the ride the bus with fall asleep, no, whatever, fall asleep on the bus. We haven't played that in a while. We'll have to play that again sometime. All right. Are you ready? Yeah. Seven quick questions. Just answer whatever comes to your mind. Like fast answer? You, you can fast answer. You can explain. I can think about it. Okay. Yeah. Okay. We got time here. Okay. All right. Megan, would yeah. you rather eat a meal with gin or cook a meal with gin? Um, okay, I would rather cook a meal with gin because I think it would be funny because I'm a very, very bad cook and I think he's really funny when he's angry Mm -hmm. and I think that would be a really delightful experience. To just go for it. To just go for it. Yeah, I feel like I would love for him to yell at me about being bad at cooking. I like Because it's never malicious. No. It's always funny. I feel like there would be a lot of laughter. It would be very fun. He's like that old Greek grandma who's like, why are you in my kitchen? Yeah, seriously, go and sit then, down. And then you're like, well, you invited me. You wanted to <laughs> teach me how to, to help Whatever, you. yeah. I love that. All right. Would what you, would you pick? I think I would rather eat a meal with gin because I don't do anything pretty. Oh. And I'm not necessarily sure he does it either pretty. So we doesn't can, matter if it's we could, pretty. It just has a taste. Yeah. Good. We could both just eat like pigs and it would be great. You know, like he would embrace my, I don't eat I'm, like a queen. I'm laboring under the impression that we get to eat whatever we make, so. 
I as found long a loophole. As food I found a loophole. <laughs> All right. Would you rather have to write a song with Sugar or be his love interest in a music video? <sighs> I have to pick write a song even though I'm terrified because I don't think I could look him in the eye. He's so beautiful and so intense and so talented. It would be like the work I've oh, it's like that get out of here, you're offending Shuka. Just like you're just everything about you is offensive. Yeah. See, I I picked this question because I didn't know if you would cave because of the stress of him watching you do something you don't know how to do. Mm-hmm. Like, you're not going to be as good Which as Which one? What... I can't do either one. But, or, or in the in the love interest, you'd have to, like, look him in the eye. I, I don't think I could look him in the eye. <laughs> I honestly don't think I could look him in the eye. They'd be like, okay, cut, Megan. <laughs> we need you to look up. <laughs> All right. Would you rather have to do J-Hope's hair for a music video or let J-Hope cut your hair? <laughs> Uh, I think I have to go let him cut my hair because then nothing's my fault. (laughs) (laughs) I would love to see what he gave you. Yeah. God, I hope it's not... I have... Okay, I wanted to say this and I forgot to, so I'm going to say it right now. This Jungi crimp hairstyle from Mm -hmm. the 80s, I don't know if I like it or love it. (laughs) (laughs) Do you like how, like, one side is crimped and one side is straight? Like, it reminded me of... The the uh, June Pew perm that we've been talking about. It did remind. I'm with you. But then I, I look closer. I'm like, that is a crimp. He looks really good. I just part of me is like, I hate it so much. I love it. Mm-hmm. And then part of me is like, no, I, don't know. I, I just don't know. I, I don't know. I think I love it. It remind it reminds me of so many of my childhood <laughs> idols growing up. I I feel like the hair this comeback is just like a source of tension in general. Because like we all know V it's dividing finally, families. Finally, V's mullet thing is like growing on us again. I don't even think you can really call it a mullet. It's more just like a shaggy haircut. Mm-hmm. So he looks great. Yungi's got a whole thing happening. We've seen Jungkook forehead like we've never seen it before. Mm-hmm. RM just looks handsome. It's something else. Jimin had those like orange streaks. J-Hope had some purple. There's just a Jin, lot going they on. Don't, they don't mess with Jin's hair, do they? Well, you don't touch perfection. I guess that's it. It's like, <laughs> why don't fix what's not broken. You don't break off Michelangelo's arm in the statue. <laughs> exactly. It's perfect the it's way It's already perfect. Is. All right, let's go to RM. Would you rather have RM teach you math? Nope. Or you have to teach RM how to use sharp utensils? <laughs> Actually, I said nope, but I would maybe only enjoy learning math if RM was teaching me. Although I bet he'd get so frustrated with me. He seems like a really patient person, but I think there's got to be a breaking point where he's just like, you're dumb. <laughs> Also, that sounds like a fan fiction. <laughs> I'm teaching I you math. I read that one too. <laughs> All right. Sweet, sweet Jimin. I want to do both. <laughs> Would you rather pick out, go shopping with Jimin mm-hmm. and be like his personal assistant. So like he needs, a, he needs a different size, whatever. You have to run and grab it for him in the store. <laughs> or let him pick out your outfit in a store, which means he'd probably be in a dressing that room with one, you. That one. I picked that one. <laughs> This reminds me of that time when I was bored and you were living your life and I was texting you like real life fanfic scenarios. And my one for Jimin was like, we go shopping. And he tells me I look pretty in everything. 
I'm gonna find that. We will talk about that in the next podcast. That's that exactly like I've already thought of this scenario extensively. It was one of my favorite text threads that we've, we everything we type. We are you're, funny. You're the best. Yeah. All right. This one should be interesting. Is this V? Would you rather enter enter a coloring contest against V? <laughs> against V. Against V. Mm. Or a cake decorating contest against V. No top collaboration, just V. Okay, I feel like the cake one has some openings for like a food fight thing. (laughs) (laughs) And that gets me going. So (laughs) I'm going to pick the cake. Again, it's funny that you're like, I feel like I'm bad at all of these things, like teaching RM to use sharp utensils. I'm not great at that, so like I shouldn't. Same See, with like degrading cake. I fear that you I would, shouldn't. You would fear losing a finger. That's why I was like, yeah. she won't pick that one. No, 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 no. <laughs> I'd pick math over losing a digit, which is like I wouldn't pick it over anything else. <laughs> all right, last one. Uh-oh. Are you ready? Never. I thought of this one long and hard because I thought, what am I gonna pick for Jungkook? Would you rather? <laughs> have to read a racy Jungkook fanfic to him or have him read one to you and he's allowed to ask questions. (laughs) (laughs) Megan just fell out of her chair. confident answering his questions (laughs) i'd be like what's the problem sweetie just tell me we'll work it out together that's the beauty of being an older like older an older woman you just feel like this again undeserved confidence in the ways of the world and he doesn't know better because he's a kid And by kid, I mean legal adult. He is a legal adult. He is a legal adult. Uh, that's, I'm horrified with myself, but I love delighted. that answer. Delighted. Again, guys, <clears throat> I feel like I should say one more time, we're not monsters. Nope, we're not. At the end of the day, the podcast is just us talking like any K-pop fan does. Having some fun. We're joking. There's no Obviously, seriousness in this. We're not going to force Jungkook to listen to us read sexual content. <laughs> Hopefully at the end of the day, you get a little laugh out of it yeah, because you're probably thinking it too. You definitely are. <laughs> so. um, that reminded me of something else. Oh, darn it. I already forgot it. Uh, shoot. Is it gone? Yeah, it's gone. I have some exciting news. Oh. Um, our podcast now for people who are listening will soon be available on Spotify. What? So for those of you who listen on iTunes, that's great. Podbean, that's great. But we wanted to, um, have one more avenue because I had a few YouTube people that would like listen or watch our YouTube podcast and they said that the only avenue that they had was Spotify. So cool. I didn't even know you could do that. Yeah. That's a thing. And uh, they accepted our application. You're either a Becca or a Megan. (laughs) I didn't know that was a thing. Wait, people can hear this? (laughs) I thought we were just talking into these funny silver things. So uh, that's coming up. That's awesome. Speaking of exciting things. Yeah. This is our 20th episode. (gasps) 
Next week, we're 21. We're legal. Yes. We're legal drinking age Finally. next week. <laughs> and so we are doing a very special episode. Mm-hmm. By the way, we have like the next 10 episodes laid out, and they're classic. Yeah. I can't wait to do them. Becca did all the work. <laughs> I'm just here for the ride. So uh, next week, we are doing, since we're legal, we want to do something mm-hmm. fun and different. So we are doing an Ask Us Anything episode next week. So Anything. we've gotten some good questions. We haven't even really we've teased it on one social media outlet. Um, but we've gotten a couple good questions on cultural differences one person wants to know the meaning of certain lyrics from a, a song. Mm. So if you have any questions for Megan or myself, we will do the research for you. So ask us this week on social media. Again, Twitter, Facebook, email us, Becca at NuneyBusiness.com, Megan at NuneyBusiness.com. Uh, you can leave a comment on YouTube. Mm-hmm. You can leave a comment in Podbean. You can try to leave something on iTunes. I don't really know how all that works. Um but anyway, ask us questions. We'll do the research. We'll get back to you. Nothing's off limits. Whatever you guys want to know. Yeah. If you have a personal question, shoot. Yeah. We'll see if we can answer it. We don't have nothing to hide. We really, at this point, <laughs> I mean. We're open books. We're open books. Yeah. And they're cute little books. They are cute little books. Little golden books. So, uh, <laughs> little gold. Like green eggs and ham. Yeah, like and... the little puppy that lost its way home or whatever. Yeah, those I are mean, cute little definitely books. definitely not the title of that song, of that movie. So, oh, uh, God. We're all over the place. It's late now. So ask us your questions. We will um, compile them. And then we have a couple of really fun games next week that Megan doesn't know about yet. Aren't we going to be drinking during this too? We've thought about, yeah, I think we might drink next week. So I hope y'all are cool with that. We might, I thought we could do, if if you're up for it, I thought we could do, we did in the Big Bang episode say what each member of Big Bang would be if they're alcoholic beverages. So I thought we could just share five beverages. It'll only be two and a half drinks apiece. Yeah, because we're not, I mean, don't get excited. We don't drink that much. So, which means we have two drinks apiece. And we're going to be, I'm going to have to sleep on your couch for sure. It's going to (laughs) be rowdy here. That's a good idea. That's a good idea. So uh, we thought we could do that. So uh, again, send us questions. We want to know what you want to know. And the answers we've gotten so far are... Great. Yeah. And we've, we do have a bunch of stuff. Like if you've emailed us suggestions, we've definitely, we're, we're putting stuff together as far as other topics to discuss. Mm-hmm. Had a couple dramas people mentioned that they wanted us to talk about, which we would love to talk about. Yep. So we've got a lot in the pipeline. We are pretty pumped about it. And a future episode coming up, which we've done a lot of research about, well, I have, is <laughs> we are going to, we are going to do... I'm making Megan. We've talked about this in the past, but I not, haven't gotten confirmation I'll do yet. Becca asked me to do. We are going to do a full B- a Korean oh, skincare yes. routine for an entire week. Yes. And then we're going to tell you how exhausted we are because they are. it looks Extensive, like a lot of work. <laughs> which it's going to be interesting because I'm bad at doing things for more than one day. Well. But I'll do it for you, Becca. We're going to try it for seven days and we're going to let you know the results. I can't wait. Or what we think. Or if we at least find any... Fun, good products to use. We have to research to make sure that I can use my uh, cystic acne cream with all these products <laughs> because I can't not use that because my face depends on it. Also, <laughs> I showed Megan tonight, our website is coming along. You guys. Okay, <laughs> Becca's been working on this for like 
even a week? Has it even been a week? It's been like three days. It's been like three <laughs> days. It's the most professional effing thing I've ever seen in my life. It's not. Megan she, has oh low expectations. God, she's jimming again. <laughs> so annoying. It's so cool. I was giddy, giddy looking at it. It's so pretty. It's fun. And you will be able to listen to our full podcast on the website. We will have backup content there. And then we're going to start sharing like favorite videos, stuff like that. Again, we don't have an end game. This is just one more avenue where we can share stuff with fans who have nobody to talk to it's about so their funny addictions. Because it's true. We really like there's we're just doing this because we hope somebody else wants. <laughs> we hope somebody to. else wants to talk to us about it. Yeah, I love doing it. I, I always forget like pe- when people are like, so why are you doing it? I'm like, what do you mean? <laughs> Why wouldn't I do it? It's what I, we would yeah, be talking about like it anyway. the most fun ever because it's super fun. Why wouldn't I be? So. so we are quite excited about that. So Megan, you want to get us out of here for tonight? What do we still need to say? You, you covered email. Yeah. We got Twitter. We got Facebook. You guys know where to find us. If you don't know where to find us, go- Google it. Google. Becca, Becca, that's what Becca would do. Man, that's a, it's called SEO, search engine output. Oh, and I've been putting some research into that. Becca just told me about the thing you can do to hide what you search on Google. <laughs> you guys make it so terrified to Google anything. So she scared. didn't know that you can open a private browser. Which is like unnecessary because no one else uses my computer. So I don't know who I'm hiding from other than myself. Which Plus, this is why I need therapy. You're Googling like eczema and yes. cystic yes. acne. Yes. Like you have nothing to what hide. What is this spider? <laughs> But anyway, email us, find us on Twitter at Nadia Business, Facebook at Nadia Business. Uh, And as always, we'd love to hear from you. I hope you guys had fun listening and I hope you have a great week. Yeah, and keep reaching out to us again with the emails, guys. So many great emails. fuel for our hearts. Last week, we got an email from Brazil, Mm -hmm. Canada, Germany, Australia, Austria? I can't even keep track of it. And then America. So thank you. And everybody has so many interesting things to say and such interesting perspectives it's so fun we love it so thank you all for reaching out to us and again have a great week we can't wait to celebrate our 21st birthday with you next week and by that i mean we're in our 30s but it's our 21st podcast so whether it's your first podcast your 20th podcast thank you so much for joining us and have a good night